Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. It's December, folks. That means we're going to be talking about Christmas. And so I got a great guest today that's going to talk with me about those issues. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And there's a lot going on on all of those fronts, uh, particularly this week and this year, but not yet. We haven't seen anything flare up on any Christmas issues in Texas that I know of. But if you know of something, please report those issues to us. Every year we work on protecting Christmas, but one of the ways we're able to do that is if people call into our office and let us know if they've got any issues where Christmas is being challenged, free speech rights related to that are being challenged. And so we count on you reporting. But I say we've got a great guest on the show about that issue today because you may not know this. There is a state law in Texas that protects Christmas in public schools, the discussion and the symbols and the displays and all that. And there is somebody behind that. And that is State Representative Dwayne Bohack, who left the legislature in 2021. He retired after nine terms, 18 years, representing Great House District 138 in the west side of Houston. And he is the author of the state law of the Merry Christmas law in the state of Texas. And we're going to have a great conversation about that today. Representative Bohack, welcome to the Texas Values Report. It is great to be here. Great to see you again, Jonathan. It's been a few years, but it's great to see you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good to see you too. And as often as I'm in Houston, uh, there's no excuse. We need to get together more. And I enjoy that every time I come through there. You know, I've got some family close by to the district and area where you previously represented. And, you know, but look, I tell you this time of year, as you know, there's a lot of attention around these issues. A lot of people ask questions. What can I do in my public school on the issue of Christmas? And sometimes we'll see other things come up in different parts of the state that are not related to public schools. And our organization works on protecting those expressions of Christmas as well. But you passed a law in 2013 that protects Christmas displays, expressions in public schools. And there was a lot of support. But leading up to that point, there was a lot of conflict around some of these issues. And it was a time where, you know, there's a lot of lingering questions. Um, And so tell us a little bit about how the law came to existence, but even more importantly, something that I know happened in your personal life that was a big motivation for you seeing a need for this law. Well, yes, and I'll be glad to share that story because that was kind of the impetus for the bill that I called you about almost immediately after that incident happened. But I picked up my son, Reagan Bohack. Uh, he was in the first grade at the time. This was 2011, and he was in public school. Uh, to, to school in, in our school district. And I asked him how his day went. I picked him up by the flagpole. And he said, well, dad, we decorated our holiday tree with holiday ornaments. I can't make that up. A first grader is just doesn't is not going to say a holiday tree with holiday ornaments unless he heard that from somewhere else. So I, I immediately, knowing, knowing me, I can get intense about things sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know that after our years in the legislature, you're much more laid back than I am. So I went into the uh, principal's office, the administrative office, and one of the ladies there was actually wearing an, a, a, a Santa uh, uh, apron, and, and there was a Christmas tree on the counter. And I asked them, you know, kind of probably uh, sarcastically, uh, does anybody know what that tree on that counter represents, what particular holiday it represents? And do you know what 
that apron that you're wearing, what particular holiday that represents, because I'm quite sure it's not Easter. I'm quite sure it's not Valentine's Day. And I'm quite sure it's not July 4th. And, and, and they, they knew I was a state representative uh, because I uh, attend parent-teacher conferences there. And anyway, they said, you know, they said, just, just calm down, the representative, calm down. And, and I was calm. But they said, our, our principal has allowed us to wear this apron and is allowing us to put that tree out and we don't want to kind of rock the boat. And I said, well, I don't really understand that because this is a national holiday. It's sanctioned by the federal government. It is a global holiday. It is a state sanctioned holiday. It is a county and city supported holiday. They give their entire uh, uh, group of employees off and it's paid time off to celebrate this national holiday that's been established by the federal government and really a global holiday if you look all across the, uh, the you know, across in other countries. But anyway, uh, and I said, well, what, what in particular are y'all fearful of? And she said, well, we're really fearful of lawsuits because the ACLU oftentimes will come in and sue or just threaten to sue a school district. And what will happen is that school district, rather than waste the resources, and I understand that, on defending the suit, they'll back off on the celebration of Christmas or even calling the national holiday Christmas itself. And they'll use little euphemisms for it. And so uh, anyway, that, that was kind of the impetus for the bill. I called Texas Values uh, almost immediately from, uh, you know, on, on the drive home. In fact, I did. And I talked to one of y'all's representatives and I told him what had happened. I said, we're going to solve this problem. Uh, we're going to make, we're going to allow a safe harbor or give white lines to school districts that they can follow. We're not going to give them the First Amendment right. They already have that right. So we're not giving anyone the First Amendment right to do that. Uh, they have that right. Uh, we're just going to put in law, uh, help me write a law, I asked y'all's organization, help me to write a law uh, uh, that gives bright lights and a safe harbor so school districts don't be hit, don't have to be scared of these of this nonsense and kids can go back to having fun and teachers can go back to having fun and administrators and parents can go back to having fun during this very fun my favorite holiday out of all the holidays and that's kind oh of look cool. you're you're absolutely right. We're talking with State Representative Dwayne Bohack. He is the author of the Merry Christmas Law in the state of Texas. This is a law that makes it clear it's okay to say Merry Christmas in public schools. It's okay to have displays, religious displays at public schools. And yeah, they have parties still. Uh, oftentimes they'll call them holiday parties, but they can call them Christmas parties if they want to. Now, the schools are not required to have these type of events in displays, but it's permissible. They're allowed to. And I was sharing my screen for just a minute so people could see the website we have set up. There is a specific website that we have set up on the state law, MerryChristmasTexas.com. Easy to remember, right? MerryChristmasTexas.com. So like, for instance, we've got this Texas Values ornament that we put together that's got the nativity scene in there, right? Sort of a, an outliner backdrop of it. And then it's got our logo on the other side, right? We will give these out. You know, but if, if you were going to exchange gifts at school, there was a gift exchange. You could exchange this as an example. Or if they allowed students to put 
uh, different ornaments on a tree um, at the school. You could take this as an example. They can't single out and prevent religious displays during this time, to your point. And, and this is what happens, and it's silly, but we were having people report that people will be at school staff members as well as kids and they'd say merry christmas to each other and they're like oh i'm not sure if you can say that it's you know it's silly and so we made it clear in law that you can say merry christmas in those expressions too and other holidays if people want but to your point during that time of year in december when they have these parties it is about christmas i mean you'll see hanukkah sometimes represented and included as well but that is the relevant part of it and so there have been so many conflicts over the years there have been court cases i worked on a court case early in my career called the candy cane case out of Plano, Texas, that related to this issue as well at Christmas. And so you and I got together as well as First Liberty Institute and said, let's just make it clear in state law. And I think it's like a two-page law. It's not even that long. Let's make it very clear where the lines are drawn, as I like to say. So um, more school districts, or excuse me, less school districts can be naughty and more can be nice, all right? Because we don't want to spend time in court dealing with these things. We want kids to have fun, but we don't want to be afraid to do what's legal. To your point, Christmas is a federal holiday since the 1800s. When's the last time you heard a government employee complain or file a lawsuit because they got off on Christmas? Never heard of it, even though I wouldn't put it past the ACLU to try something like that. But we've had the law for 10 years. We're coming up on 10 years. We're in 2022, so nine years, if you will. I think it's helped We that it hasn't eliminated all the conflicts because there have been some in the state of Texas, but I think it's helped educate people. And that's a big reason why we passed the law and we've got this website set up. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Uh, I think we haven't seen quite the lawsuit activity uh, that we saw prior to the passage of this bill. But I, I think uh, to a large degree, we've given teachers and administrators uh, kind of a, a breathing space. And we've given them peace uh, that if they want to put out a menorah, put out a menorah. If they want to put out a Christmas tree, put out a Christmas tree. If they want to put out a nativity, uh, expressions of this holiday, put that out. Uh, they, they're not required to put it out, but they are free to put it out in their classroom, um, in, the, in, the, in the hallway. Uh, you know, and they're free to have Christmas pageants and call it a Christmas pageant because uh, that that is the holiday they're celebrating when they're when they're when they're singing uh, Christmas songs. They're they're having a Christmas pageant and and have gift exchanges and and have Christmas parties in the classroom and and give out peppermint sticks and use red and green plates. And I use that example because I think someone sued over a classroom. Oh my gosh. No. You're exactly right. As a matter of fact, on our website, MerryChristmasTexas.com, we've got the examples right here. One of those was whether or not you can have red and green plates at you know the winter party. And, and they're not required to call it a, a Christmas party. They can, though. So look, maybe they'll call it a winter party, but that doesn't mean you couldn't bring red and green plates. That was up in Frisco, Texas, or I think somewhere up in North Texas, and Pat Fallon, who you remember was a big proponent in support of this law, he got involved with the school district and made sure that that um, that the law was being implemented the right way. And so, but this is an important discussion this time of year because then you'll have new teachers and people say, "Oh, I didn't know what the law was," or those Supreme Court decisions are confusing. It doesn't have to be confusing. We bold it all down into state law to make it clear so people know what their rights are and that you can have displays of Christmas at public schools. You can talk about Christmas. And a lot of it's because it is a historical issue. It's a cultural issue. It allows for kids to have discussion. There's educational value 
to these exercises and these activities and these interactions. And, you know, you brought this up. We're talking with State Representative Dwayne Bohack, who retired from the legislature in 2021, but certainly made his mark before he left. And one of those was passing the Merry Christmas law in the state of Texas to make it clear the rights in public schools that protect expressions and displays of Christmas. But you brought this up um, when that happened with your son. A lot of times they'd say, oh, we're, we're you know, we're afraid there's going to be a lawsuit by the ACLU or someone. They're so quick oftentimes to relinquish and trample on the First Amendment rights of other students and, and staff because of, you know, sort of this uh, global um, threat or some suggestion. They've already come to that conclusion that we're going to lose. Well, we had a court case on this issue in Colleen in 2016, where a nurse's aide was told she can put up Christmas decorations. And she did. She put up a poster that was a depiction of Charlie Brown's Christmas, a scene from there where Linus uses the word Jesus. And the principal said, you got to take the word Jesus off your poster. And she said, really? What? I'll take the whole thing down before I do that. We went to court and we ended up winning. And so that's what we were wanting to do, right? We want to make sure people know the law so we can stay out of court and kids can have more fun and, you know, maybe eat more candy canes. And and, and, and to your point, Jonathan, I mean, there is a an educational and historic, there, you know, educational and historical value of this bill, because imagine if we couldn't talk about what July 4th meant in right. public. If, what, if, we, if we were not allowed, teachers were not allowed to explain what Independence Day was, or they weren't allowed to talk about what Easter was, and, and they were not allowed to talk about what uh, Christmas was. I mean, these are national holidays, and people are typically paid. So in other words, it's a holiday subsidized by the government, it is not, and it doesn't violate the establishment clause. My goodness, I've, I've had people that write me and say, oh, this violates the establishment clause. I went, really? We're not establishing a denomination. This is a Judeo-Christian country. It was established. Well, look, and to some people, I mean, some people, Christmas is not even a religious uh, event or exercise, right? It's a it's a commercialist commercialization of some of these things. But, it, but the Supreme Court has said that. While Christmas is certainly a religious exercise and holiday and in those connections, uh, because obviously the word comes from the birth of Christ. But for many people in the United States, it's simply a cultural thing. It's a part of what our country has done. And so there's no reason for people to freak out about some of these things and file lawsuits, but there have been. Um, but I think we've seen a trend that's gone down as, as a lot of people push back, establish state laws. Other states decided to take similar action or, or consider certain action because of the state Merry Christmas law from 2013. We've seen some flare ups from time to time. But I think in large part, the work that you did has had an impact and is and has allowed people to be more in the part of exercising their First Amendment rights instead of having to go to court and deal with these things. And oftentimes people don't have the resources. We don't hear from them in time to do something. And so I think that's something that you can be encouraged by. And that was the goal. And and I think um, there's been a lot of good from it. I think so. You know, several other states uh, have followed our, 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 uh, our, our pathway and established these type of laws and maybe a little bit different version of it uh, in their own state. Um, I wish we would pass it in all 50, you know, the 49 other states that uh, maybe, uh, or however many that haven't passed it. Uh, but I wish we would pass some iteration of this. And, you know, I like uh, talking to you because we get to talk about the intellectual uh, reasons behind it. And, uh, and you know, it just, you're, you're right. There's cultural value to it. There's historical value to it. 
And uh, we have to be able to talk about this holiday in terms of its historical value and in terms of its uh, cultural value. Um, and, and, it's a, and again, it's a holiday that the, uh, the, you know, it's a holiday that the, and by the way, as, just as an intellectual matter, the word holiday is typically, uh, has as its root word, holy, holy day. So the holiday season, you still can't get around it. I mean, we try to get around it, but this is the Christmas season. It is the, 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 the season of Hanukkah. Uh, so, you know, you just, you just can't get around it no matter, how, no matter how often we try to pay, play word games and tell folks you can't say this or you can't say that or we're going to sue you if you say this or say that. They have a First Amendment right to, uh, to talk about the holiday and to use expressions associated with the holidays. Well, that's right. We're talking with State Representative Dwayne Bohack, who retired from the state legislature in 2021, but did a lot of great things during his 18 years representing the great folks from House District 138 on the west side of Houston. And one of those was passing the Merry Christmas law. You can see this is a law that protects expressions and displays of Christmas in public schools. We've set up a website. MerryChristmasTexas.com. You can sign the petition to show your support of it. You can download this one-page document, take it to your school and say, hey, you've got to allow me to do this. This is the law. And on that website as well, you might want to send us a message right here saying, hey, I this is what my school did and it worked out really well. Thanks for your help. Or I'm not sure my school really understands how this works. Can somebody come help us out? Fill out your email address, your name, send us an email, submit your story, or just something good that happened that we can all celebrate and be thankful for. And so that's all on our website, MerryChristmasTexas.com. And so, but look, I mean, you know, you think about some of the work you did during the legislative session, it was a lot of fun too, right? I don't know how many Santas, remember when all those Santas showed up and they were in the, they were in the house gallery? I took a picture with them. I'm sure you did. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun that was had. But, you know, those guys, I'm sure, are happy about it, too, right? There's more people that will invite them out and, um, you know, keep them in the in the rotation there. I think, you know, you're right. I think it was part – it's part of the magic of the season and, the yeah. you know, and, and the, the emotional appeal of the season. But when we passed that bill, Jonathan, you'll probably recall, and we did not invite those Santas, yeah. uh, tens of them, to sit – together in the in the in the uh, in the balcony uh, but when when that bill passed i think a few people voted against it again for this weird establishment clause reason uh, but anyway that's really against, but anyway when that bill passed almost unanimously in the texas house of representatives those santa clauses uh, those santas they stood up and they rang these bells and it oh, was that's almost, right i remember that the way the sound carried across that majestic chamber, uh, it, it really was. It was really a unique experience, and I'll always remember that exact moment. It's a flashbulb uh, of memory for me. Yeah, and, and I think maybe some people were looking up at the top of the House chamber wondering if Santa and his reindeer had just landed on the Texas <laughs> Capitol. But anyway, we'll have more fun with that in the days to come, but this is a serious issue. If you have questions, if your school district has questions, MerryChristmasTexas.com is the website. Our organization is able to help with our legal team, with our policy team, and whatever we need to do to make sure that Christmas is protected in public schools. And we're excited that we had this conversation, though, with Representative Dwayne Bohack, um, who was the leader on this law. This was his idea. This was something he spearheaded, and it continues to have value today. So my good friend, Representative Bohack, Merry Christmas to you. Hope you have a wonderful uh, holy day, holiday season with your family and friends. And I look forward to seeing you soon. And thank you for being a guest today on the Texas Values Report.
But it was my pleasure, and thank you for your work. And a special shout out to my son Reagan Bohack, uh, who's 17 now, who 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 was you know kind of the inspiration. And, and, but a big thank you for your help as well. And uh, happy Hanukkah to your listeners, and Merry Christmas uh, to all. And to all, a good night, afternoon, depending on where you are when you're watching this. So appreciate you, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye-bye. So I got a few minutes left as uh, we say goodbye to Representative Bohack with a wonderful conversation about Christmas. And I want to wrap up some information on that issue, but also touch on a couple of other issues that we're working on. Um, so you're aware, um, the legislative session has not started but bills have been filed, okay? And we're gonna have something to say later on today about a particular bill that we have some concern with. And uh, you'll, I think, appreciate the hard work that we've done to uncover these things. Um, but look, that the legislative starts, uh, session starts in January. Uh, and so we've got some work to do to prepare for the session. And we've got an opening. If you're interested in doing public policy work for that, for us, we want to add to our team, particularly during the legislative session. And so please consider that. Send us an email. Send us your resume if you want to go to work and, and work for the greatest place where you have the opportunity to make a difference on faith, family, and freedom in Texas. We're the only faith and family organization that has someone at the Capitol every day during the legislative session. Our Capitol office is right across the street from the Capitol grounds. You can't get any closer than we are. But that allows us to have that access and presence uh, year round, but certainly during the legislative session. And look, you might want to get, you know, a Christmas gift. You can go to our Texas Value store. We've got these nice tumblers that has our 10 year anniversary logo on there. You can see we're celebrating 10 years, 2012 to 2022. You might also want to get a little foam football, 10 anniversary. This one was signed by Coach Joe Kennedy, who won his football prayer case at the U.S. Supreme Court. Speaking of Joe Kennedy, we've got several events coming up. You can see us in person and hear about some of the work that we're planning to do during the state legislative session. So rattle off a couple of dates and locations. So next Monday, December 5th, we're going to be in San Antonio at Maggiano's. Go to our website to see a full list. Then um, in Houston, we're going to be there on December 12th. That's also a Monday. And let me back up. December 5th, Coach Joe Kennedy, the football coach who won his prayer at the U.S. Supreme Court, he's going to be at that event in San Antonio. What a treat to see and have him in person. Coach Joe Kennedy at our uh, Christmas luncheon and legislative session preview on December 5th, next Monday in San Antonio. We've still got some tickets available. And then the next week on Monday, December 12th, what a treat. Okay, we're having a lunch event at the Junior League. Check this out. Pro-life leader and former abortion advocate, Abby Johnson, is going to be at our lunch at the Junior League, December 12th in Houston. I'm super excited. And we just announced yesterday that Riley Gaines, this is the competitive NCAA champion winning swimmer who was forced, she's a female competitive swimmer, she was forced to race against a male swimmer, uh, Leah Thomas, who is from the Austin area here in Texas. He was a swimmer on the Westlake High School team, on the boys team, and then went to college and started swimming as a woman. Um, or at least trying to. And, you know, he's been allowed to do that. And she had a race against him. I'm not going to tell you what happened in the race. Wait and come to the event and find out. She was on Fox News recently. She is a wonderful speaker and she is fighting for women day in and day out to protect women's sports at the college level. That is on December 12th. Abby Johnson 
And um, Riley Gaines are going to be our speakers there. Several elected officials, Mays Middleton, Steve Toth, uh, Valerie Swanson, a lot of great people there. December 12th at the Junior League at lunch. Tickets are still available. Check our website. And then we're going to be out in Midland seeing some friends, I believe, on December 14th, later that week. And then on December 9th, which is a Friday, we're having a come and go reception at lunch here in the Austin area. Maggiano's again in the domain, December 9th. That's a free event. Okay, those other three events, I'm sorry, Midland's free too. Um, Midland and Austin are free. Um, We got some pretty nice speakers at San Antonio and Houston. So we got to cover some of our costs and we want to raise a little bit of money at those events going into the legislative session. So check our website, four different events where you can see us in person, some other work we're going to be doing online and wrap up on State Board of Education, getting ready for the legislative session and um, talking about some different court cases that we're going to be involved in and some of the work um, at Texas Values. You know, I've mentioned that one of the um, um, Christmas cases we were involved in was out in Colleen. And, you know, we'll do that from time to time. If we need to go into court, we will. And I remember that the attorney general's office, Ken Paxson, had not been in office that long. This was one of their first big uh, victories. They came alongside us, right? My good friend, Austin Nimics, and also um, another lawyer from their team, a couple of other uh, lawyers from the team at the time that got involved in this case. And we won that victory together. And I'll never forget, all right, that the judge came into the courtroom with a Christmas theme tie. And I thought, you know what? We might have a shot. But, you know, we were in court on Thursday. In the final day before students were going to be dismissed was the following day on Friday. That's how timing was so tight, was so close to not having an opportunity to get victory. So some things will happen that way sometimes, right? But we'll be there and do our best that we can to help you and um, to protect Christmas. Um, Because it's not just about passing the law and educating, it's about continuing to defend the law and defend your right for those expressions of Christmas in public schools. So all that you can find on our website and some of the other work we're doing and um, and some great gift ideas as well. But as we get close to the end of the year, we need your support, financial support. We are a tax deductible 501c3 nonprofit organization. We're growing and that means people like our work, but we wanna put more people to work and do more great things your donations help us do that. We have a collective budget of $2 million. You can make those donations at txvalues.org. That's how you'll help us protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.